everyone. Here we are on the Talk Glass Podcast episode three. We have our special guest, Scruffles. You in the center. Front and center, as it should always be. <laughs> are you ready to be grilled today? <laughs> We're not that popular. I've been, I've been like, always made it as if it's going to be like the biggest grilling ever. You're going to be like, gotcha journalism. You know? So, six months ago on one of your streets, you said you hated Coca-Cola. What do you mean by that? And I'm like, oh, no, no, what to expect whatsoever. Well, apparently we're, we're like deep diving. Oh, I, did, I didn't do that much research, no. <laughs> Uh, right, so to start us off, a nice, simple and easy one, I hope. Um, where are you from and what age are your scruffles? I am from Ireland, the Republic of such. I am from pretty much anywhere east and southeast that you can get in the country. Born in Dublin, raised in Wexford, lived in Waterford, Carlow, pretty much all around the second place. There is not much part of this side of the country that I have not seen or video recorded. Which is a very strange thing to be honest with you. What's the second part of the question? Uh, your age. My age! I'm 29. <laughs> I'm a 29-year-old man. So to be 30, I'll be 30 in November. So that's going to be incredibly fun for all the UK viewers for me to say the word 30. <laughs> yes, they do love that. <laughs> I think they try to make me say it and I'm like, no, I'm, that's the no, wrong part. <laughs> I've had too much BBC, I, I say it with the H. <laughs> I, I, I used to have, there was someone who was, I was friends with on Mixer that when they found out I was Irish, we were like playing a game of Apex together or something, and they were like, oh, say 33 in a turn, quick, say 33 in a turn. <laughs> Uh, they were always so disappointed whenever I could say 33 and a third because they're like, but but that's not right. You you, sh- you should be saying it like, no, 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 no. I, I am from the north. <laughs> they're slightly different accents, just like um, a Florid, Floridian person doesn't sound like a Texan. You know, my accents work. <laughs> I think because our country is so small, our accent has to be like a one-stop shop for everybody, which is kind of why. American Irish accents are some of the most awful things for any person actually here. <laughs> what can someone expect to see from your channel? Oh gosh. Deep diving uh, night. <laughs> no, this is the deepest it goes. This is my channel is God, who would even describe it's pure variety. It is genuinely whatever I feel like I can stream. Video game wise, I will do it. Um, from any kind of crappy little multiplayer game that's the pick of the season these days, whether it goes down to indie games, uh, like small little developers, or if it's a whole lot of horror games, or if it's a whole lot of story based games, or if it's anime games, or if it's honestly, I just love games and I just love streaming. So if you're interested in any of the video games you've ever heard of that have come out in the last 30 years, I've probably played one. <laughs> That's pretty much it. So is it for getting into streaming? Is it just because you just love games? Or like, when, 
not really sure what like there wasn't like a crystallizing moment where I was like I have to stream. I've known there's a few people who I've known uh, who are still like close friends of mine who were streamers. Sadly, they're not streamers anymore. Um, but they were kind of like you know maybe just give it a go to see what happens. So when lockdown and uh, when uh, COVID and stuff all that happened, I was in my third year of college um, doing a TV and media degree. Um, so the majority of my work was videos and editing and cameras and writing and trying to be funny as much as I possibly could and hopefully get paid for it. Uh, and so because of that, I kind of went, you know, I need something to kind of keep the creative like juices flowing. Apologies for that analogy. Um, but it's one of those things that if, you, if you're not creative enough, you kind of lose it and you kind of lose your passion for it. So. I kind of seen streaming as a way to combine video games and creativity and just have a bit of fun and meet some new people who might be doing the same. Yeah, I find that streaming keeps your brain more active and you're constantly coming up with new ideas and like, how can I make this stream better? How can I get more people in? Because <laughs> that's the whole point. The whole point is to get as, as big an audience as you can and just be try to be as wholesome as I can. That's always been my thing, is trying to build a community and build a, a nice, friendly group of people who maybe from some kind of a marginalised background, maybe LGBT or whatever, but they're just people who just want to bond over a lot of video games. And that's always been my entire point of stream. Well, so you've sort of covered it there, but overall, like, any other goals when it comes to streaming? Like... Not really. I've, I've always kind of wanted to to showcase as much as I possibly could for like indie developers and like my one of my other jobs is writing and reviewing video games and there's so so many video games that get released that just go completely by the wayside because they're not AAA video games mm. they're not your Call of Duties your Assassin's Creeds your whatever the hell else is the flavor of the month this month so I've always kind of wanted to to showcase a, another side of games that like when people go, oh, he plays video games, you just imagine someone up at like four o'clock in the morning playing a whole of the Fortnite. Like that's not what video games is. It's a massive media, like encompasses so many things and people just don't seem to understand that. And I've always wanted to get my passion of video games through that and hopefully some people get interested in that as well. Yes, so about your stream anniversary you did in, was it June you did it in? Yeah. Yes, um, it was a really, really fun idea because it was like something really different, like you included a lot of other streamers in your stream, so I kind of yeah. want you to tell us a bit of about like how you came up with it, how it went, that kind of thing. Uh, a lot of people do stream anniversaries, uh, it is something to, to kind of give back to your community, but when I was looking at giving back to my community, the majority of my community are streamers, like yourselves. You are like fantastic streamers in your own right. You do have incredibly enjoyable streams. And I want to be able to showcase that to, to as many people as possible. Because I did um, a streamathon essentially for the Irish Cancer Society, which got quite high views and quite high numbers. And I kind of thought, once it comes to the stream anniversary, if something like that happens again, if it is a big event, and if I do get the, the show and the support of the amount of people that are in my community that I do, I'd want to be able to showcase as much as I possibly can. 
So I wanted to do everything as community games. I wanted everyone to be involved who was a streamer or is someone who's like a mod in, in streamers' channels because mods do not get the, the amount of love that they genuinely deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just wanted to make sure that that everyone was like all on the same like wavelength, all on the same kind of standing point because from streaming, the one thing that makes you stream more is watching other streamers. Mm-hmm. There's other streamers that you were like, that was an amazing stream, that was fantastic, and then like your own creativity goes, well, how could I do something like that, or how could I get as high numbers around like that, and it, that's always been a kind of a driving force to get me back in the stream and to keep me streaming. When there was a few times when I was going to quit, but the whole point of the stream anniversary was to make sure that everyone knew that there were just so many fantastic streamers out there, and hopefully if you could share the kind of following around, that was job done for me. Well, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I wish I could have been more part of it, like, but work and shite. But yeah, it was a really cool idea. Speaking back to your channel, because all of us that follow you and know you, we all know it's about the Pan Cave. But obviously <laughs> people don't know about the Pan Cave. So could you tell, like, how you came up with that idea? Because it's a really cool idea. The Pan Cave, um, I'm a absolute fiend for like dad jokes and puns and like portmanteau words and stuff and just like mashing up the English language as much as I possibly can. I don't know, maybe it's a rebellious Irishman it's like that's always been kind of my thing to to just be a really, really weird, nerdy geek dad of a person. So the Scruffles Bear has always been a has been a thing, I think, since I was like 16 or 17. Um, that was kind of a, an old kind of name because I was an awful scruffy, as you can kind of tell. I'm a little bit more... A little bit more streamlined as it is, but I've always kind of been a long-haired, beardy, scruffy kind of guy. Um, but I kind of wanted to... From doing my TV and media course, I kind of accept, expected to, to have a brand and expect to come into this as the second you hear Scruffles Bear, you have to think of something. And honestly, I didn't think bears were going to be good enough. <laughs> so <laughs> else. As good as bears can be, they weren't exactly the best kind of sound point for me. So I kind of just wanted... I wanted to put forward everything that I think I am. And what I think I am is a confident, like welcoming, all-encompassing kind of bear of a man. And there was no better way for me to do that and to show people that this is a safe place than to tap into the incredible sexuality that I have been blessed with because apparently it's a choice. Um, (laughs) 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 Okay, so if it is a choice, if people want to go down that road, I chose pretty well. (laughs) <laughs> it's gone pretty well for me. There's some fantastic colours. They're on my wrist. They're on my shirt. They're around down there underneath this picture that you can see. And they are all over the place. And the more that people start to see those colours, the more that people seem to understand what they signify. The more that I kind of went, I have to do this. I have to make this my thing. I Like the entire... In, like, in my head, the entire point of pansexuality is everyone is 
on the same like playing field. They're all on the same level. That is the whole point of the pan in the pan section. So from that, you kind of went from there to bear, to bear sleeping caves. Well, the bears also do number twos in the woods, but we kind of sleep with the caves because we're doing that. Start the stream, probably get flagged. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of just went there with the cave. And yeah, that's kind of how it is. Good choice. So there was no, there, that's what I thought. <laughs> I to be in your just chatting than just to be in your nice, warm little cave. Because if you come into a cave, if you go into a cave with someone, you best hope they're your family. Because it's going to be a very, very close situation that you're going to be sliding yourself <laughs> in. Oh, so, we know a bit about the, the pan cave now. Um, one thing that I sort of... It's come up in my own streams. How do you deal when the conversation of sexuality comes up in the stream? It's not when it's not necessarily spurned on by yourself. Like, um, do you welcome people bringing the conversation directly in? Or would you prefer that it's sort of something that you touch upon yourself? Well, absolutely. If people want to come in and they want to talk about things, generally the majority of people who would come in and chat in my streams are kind of reacting to what's going on in the stream. Mm. So if I am playing something that is going to bring up a uh, question of sexuality, if I play something like Tell Me Why, or if uh, playing it found or something like that, if those questions come up, well then I deal with it the same way that I would anyone else, with the pure open heart honesty that, that they deserve. Because the majority of people who are going to be questioning things like that and are going to be bringing up questions that are, are people who are looking for information. Mm. And I don't ever claim to, to know everything. I don't ever claim to to be the be-all and end-all when it comes to information. The majority of the time, I'm probably wrong. But the one thing that I will always say is the fact that you have opened yourself up to be honest in the stream means that you are going to be treated with the utmost respect, the same as anyone else would. So I do my best to kind of steer people towards towards where I hope they would be able to find answers, but worst case scenario, I just don't know the answer. Hmm. So it's, it's never going to be anything that, that I can ever make them feel negative about, or that I can ever hope that they would feel negative about. If someone asked me a question about pansexuality, like when was the term first used, or if I was on like, who wants to be a millionaire, and they went, how long pansexual has been around, I don't know the answer. And that's just the thing, I just don't know the answer. So I can't really tell you. It's a very strange thing because we, I say we because it happened um, with myself and my fiance, were um, abused. We were called the F word, which is the most abhorrent word that you can use for anyone not of a heterosexual nature. And that was incredibly difficult to take because. I get so lost in the loveliness and the wholesomeness and the friendliness of everyone who's in stream that when someone comes in to destroy that, I never really know what to do about it because it's just really sad to me that someone would ever try and tear down something that someone has built to be loving and joyful and full of happiness that I just never understood it. And hopefully anyone who ever does come into my streams feels safe and feels like they're welcome because they always are. And that's has always been the point. And no amount of words or slurs or anything like that should ever make anyone feel bad in my stream, ever. Like in life, but especially in my stream. Because 
Fuck you. It's my stream. <laughs> Give them a the finger. You know Exactly. <laughs> Love it. How dare they? Yeah. Yeah, it is, it is very hard to understand how people just even think like that, how they gain anything from insulting someone. I just don't understand. Yeah, like if I'm being trash at a video game, tell me I'm trash. That's fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I play a video game, if I play something like Apex and I die like 12 times in a row, tell me I'm shit. I don't care. What's that? Because of my sexuality, that is shit. That's a shit video game player. People just love to get a reaction out of you and yeah. fill up their sad, sad, little pathetic lives. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hesitate, on, hesitate to say on a lighter note because of, uh, because of it, but uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about Rage Week. How did it go and how did it come along? <laughs> Rage Week did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> I will preface all of this by saying Rage Week did not go well. Rage Week was the brainchild of my incredible fiance. And honestly, it was an incredible brainchild. It was a fantastic idea. But I just was not ready for how much rage was actually going to come from Rage Week. There are rage games that we have watched people play, we have watched YouTubers play, we've watched Twitch streamers play, that he has always said, you should play this. You should definitely play this. You'd be hilarious playing this. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I win that game easy. Those games aren't even hard. They're just playing it badly. But no, no, they, they weren't. The, the games were really, really bad. And I was really, really bad at them. So two bads don't make a good in this situation. They just make a very, very angry bear who apparently rage quits the entire way through the middle of the week and doesn't even finish rage week. Because there's still two games that I never even back and play. Bloody wimp to continue on. <laughs> Actually, segues into my end of my question about mental health. So, it's like we planned this. It's like we planned this. It's so good. But like in your experience, like how how has streaming affected your mental health? Like, do you feel like you? I don't know. I don't even know how to like phrase this. Like, how do you think it's just affected your mental health overall? It has done me a bit of a disservice because it has made me realize how confident I am as a person. I generally kind of assume myself to be a confident person because I like to be um, like making jokes and making people happy and laughing and joking and stuff. And then, like when we go and visit our friends, I'm usually like running around with their kids and making them laugh. And I'm that kind of like lovely, lovely uncle of a person. Um, and I didn't know if that would translate to streaming because streaming is very much uh, you're watching me do things and it's a performance that if I'm not performing in the right way then you just get bored and you just turn off so the more that people followed and the more that like my followers grew and the more that people started to like come and stay the more I kind of went well there's something here that I kind of need to focus on and the more I focused on it the more that like my fiance was like, like the more confident I kind of got which is very strange because apparently I walk with a little bit of a swagger now which I was not aware of at all. Oh my god, you need to show us a video. Uh, yes. <laughs> perhaps, 
Perhaps, but apart <laughs> no, <laughs> definitely can't. Please. Definitely can't. Can. I don't care. <laughs> Why? But like, but like over the past year, there have been three or four instances where I give like rock bottom mental health. My mental health is not good at the best times. I have terrible travel anxiety. I have terrible just anxiety in general. And there have been a few times where streams have gone bad for like a week or whatever and because of um, outside kind of influences as well, I just went, no, I can't do it, no, this is it, I'm done, there's there's nothing more I can do. And like this is kind of why I haven't streamed for the last couple of weeks, is I feel I have to reach a certain, I've reached a certain standard and now I have to continue to reach that certain standard. And that's something that I in, like imparted on myself, which is really, really awful which is something that an awful lot of streamers do when you get to a certain point. That's why an awful lot of like partner Twitch streamers just drop. Their numbers just drop straight away because they're like, well, I've done it now, and then their numbers drop, and then they just don't ever come back to stream. It's a very, very common thing. But I need to push through it, and it has always been a determination thing, and it has always been that the more the numbers grow and the more that I get streaming and the more content that I have to actually work for other things as well has always been able to like give me an incentive to, to go and do things because one of the main reasons I started this was so I could have content to edit and uh, to use my video editing skills in and my sound engineering skills in to kind of go online and be like this is what I can do for you and this is what I can do. I never expected to be streaming still. I expected to get like a little bit of content and then find a YouTuber or find the streamer themselves and then I'd just be their editor. But people kept coming and people kept following and the numbers kept growing. So I kind of just had to keep going with it to see how far this crazy train is going to bring me. <laughs> nice. I think we'll, we'll get into the, the lighter side of things. Fun side. Like a, a quick fire, yes or no, or whatever you want kind of section. So horror comedy. Comedy. Favorite movie? Uh, the Big Lebowski. Oh. Um, favorite TV series? Uh, the Sopranos. Why did you like the ending of that? Because <laughs> I know a lot of people are mixed on it. <laughs> So much for quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't said anything else. <laughs> like honestly, I think I think the ending is an awful lot better now than when it ended. For the majority of people who binge watch a show like The Sopranos and then get to the end, I can see how you feel quite deflated, and I can see how you feel kind of like there has to be more. But the more you kind of have to realize that this is. Tony's story, this is the Sopranos story, this is where that story can end and has ended because it's, it's as realistic as possible, as realistic as, uh, <laughs> as the show can be, to be honest. <laughs> but no, I think, I, I think it's good, but also I'm the kind of person who thinks Batman vs Superman was playing for the film, so. Oh god, no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> just had a lot of good 
did the story well. It was very true to the characters. The Martha scene that everyone seems to find incredibly meme-worthy is actually incredibly meaningful. What, that they're, they're both their mothers were named Martha? Yeah! It's incredibly meaningful. What? The second, that, the second that that name is mentioned, Superman is, like, humanized. He's not this all-powerful god. He's not this all-powerful creepy-ass, this guy's going to destroy our world, this is what's going to happen when Batman goes into autopilot and is like, I must protect the Earth, I must protect Gotham, I must protect my orphan heritage, or whatever the hell he's doing. That's Batman in a nutshell, by the way. Every Batman story, that's like, I must protect my orphan heritage. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> in that moment, that humanizes him and that shows him the human upbringing that he's been given and that shows the amazing power that Superman has that he chooses to not kill everybody. He chooses to fight on the side of humanity. He chooses to have a mother. He, choo he chooses to continue these relationships in the majority of people and see them in the majority of people that he then goes on and saves as opposed to just, oh, my man's murder too. You know? Well, that's that's the way they filmed it, though. I didn't, I didn't get that bit. That like, mm, I, no, I don't think they did it well. Like, I get, I get your point. Like, it is. It's not just because yeah. it's their name. It's it's there, like there's human. a lot more layers to the story than what the CGI allows, which is kind of a Warner Brothers thing, and not something that I would blame on Zack Snyder, because mm. if you've seen the the Snyder cut of the Justice League. If he's allowed to do what he wants to do, he makes a much better story. And if you've read any of his uh, stuff from New 52 in DC Comics, you just know that that has an incredible story and knows the characters inside I've actually stayed away from Justice League, just because how bad Batman vs Superman <laughs> Maybe Maybe I will watch the Zack Snyder cut, I'll see and get back to you. You need to watch Snyder cut of Justice League. Because it's his story of Justice League and what Justice League is for him as a storyteller and as a director and as a, an incredible fan and owner of a lot of DC properties. But yeah, my main gripe was just the terrible CGI. Yeah, like the oh my god, the entire final fights and everything is just really sad. <laughs> but I, I refuse to watch like Aquaman though. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying. I could not do that. I don't think that's close. Oh, Amy. That's the kind of comedy I love. <laughs> Everyone always hates my dad jokes. <laughs> no, never. More dad jokes. <laughs> Give us more. <laughs> it's French genre of music what do you listen to oh i'm still an emo at heart but i kind of develop more into more heavy rock at this point i'm a massive foo fires queens of stone age fan but also kind of mixing sprinkling a little bit of system of down corn slipknot your general kind triple a rock bands if we have to call them anything yeah <laughs> i'm kind of the same i'm classic rock classic metal yeah. I'm only starting to listen to new music because people keep telling me. <laughs> you can't just listen to one new band. And, uh, 
2010, but to me that's new. I mean, like, you're radio host now, so I think you kind of need to listen to a little bit of the new stuff. No, the argument just doesn't work on me. Okay, okay. I'm just all over the show. I like bits of everything. That's probably the pan in you. Probably. I can't, I can't make a choice. Yeah. I can't. I can't choose. <laughs> Right, what part, we're going deep now, what part of a kid's movie completely scarred you? Um, oh. The uh, old scene in The Wizard of Oz, not The Wizard of Oz, uh, Charlie and Chocolate Factory. The Charlie and Chocolate Factory going through that tunnel and all those creepy ass flashing lights and all the really scary stuff and the music and Gene Wilder just sitting there just like staring at the kids going, mm. And you were like, someone's definitely dying here. This is the scariest <laughs> shit ever. Did that scene like, show, like, a chicken's head being cut off? Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it did. did. Yeah. I yeah. think it did. I, I, it I did. honestly haven't been able to watch it since. And, like, it's around every Christmas. And it's something that my sister's like, you have to watch Charlie and Chocolate Factory. It's a Christmas classic. And I'm like, yeah, until you get halfway through. And then, you know, you never want to eat chocolate again. Or go on a boat ride or in a tunnel or in a dark room ever again. Especially not with Gene Wilder. Because he's very creepy. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I love how we always go into every podcast assuming someone has been scarred by a kid's movie. Oh, We've never on. been wrong yet. Yeah. We, we, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a really weird consistency. Well, the one, I, I think I mention this on every show, and I don't apologize. Um, there's a Disney scary movie, and like no one seems to, um, no one seems to have heard about it, but it is aged like you, so it is for younger viewers, but it's called mm-hmm. Watcher in the Woods, so if you yeah. ever have a chance, watch it. Watcher in the Woods, I'll have to read that down. Watch it. I watched it as a kid, and it terrified me. I think I only watched it fully through when I was an adult because <laughs> I couldn't yeah. do it. How far did you get through when you were a child? The scurry part. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned it. It was. It's like Bambi. I've never watched Bambi the whole way through because I turned it off when the mum died. Oh, Bambi gets so boring after the mum dies. That's a very sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched past like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope. I've just seen when the mum dies, the most traumatic part of that movie. You've seen a trailer, essentially, is what you've seen. Yeah, I've seen a trailer. I've, I've seen a trailer of Bambi, I don't like it. You've seen the box in the house, that shit makes me cry every time. Oh, every time. Every time. Pure tears, pure tears. I just, I can't deal with it. Just in the beginning, when they're puppies and the ears are flopping around and everything else. <laughs> Make sure he has a good life. That's all I want. <laughs> I, I can't, like, really actually watch The Fox and the Hound. It's just too <laughs> sad. Like, I've watched it fully through, like, this one. Um, But no, I, I can't watch it over and over again. It's kind of like Bridge to Terabathia. It, it, I'd cry. Alright, on a lighter note, uh, what's, like, your ultimate favourite item you've ever bought yourself? Oh. Myself, I, th- I don't. 
I usually, the, the only thing I usually buy myself is like video games, but like the majority of the stuff that you see back there uh, is either gifts or come in like subscription boxes. Okay, what's um, your favorite thing that's, that you've ever been given or that you've ever bought? Anything? And it has to be Geralt up there. It has to be that guy. Good choice. It has to be. He is incredible. And he has two swords. And currently he's actually poking Totoro in the stomach. So I'm not a fan of that, to be honest. I like, <laughs> may actually have to fix that when I go back. <laughs> when I get a chance. Because he is poking his way through the belly of Totoro right now. Also, um, uh, if you can see here, this other is actually a plush Totoro that has a uh, plague doctor mask on. Which, yeah, I, I kind of nice. forget why I did that. I think it was funny at the time. And I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> Uh, Ghibli film it wants to be the director's club, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, I'm making my own, um, <laughs> making my own crazy plague doctor, <laughs> Totoro. Going <laughs> completely. Um, yeah, Miyazaki would love that. He would love to see Totoro as a plague doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I actually could have swore that it would have been Udi, your Udi. No, no. Could have put money on that.
Yeah. <laughs> What's your caffeinated beverage of choice? Uh, coffee, cola, cola, tea, monster, <laughs> snake. None the, not the script, cola. As we we totally honest with you, and this is the kind of thing that everyone kind of goes, oh, this is a pure lie. I have one, never drank coffee in my life. Ne- never been a fan. Um, ne- never liked this. Never think the only coffee I ever had was like accidentally ate a coffee sweet at like Christmas time out of a selection box. Pretty sure that was like the only thing that I ever ate. Um, I do not like caffeinated drinks whatsoever. I do not drink energy drinks. Haven't drank an energy drink in about five years. Um, I think the last caffeinated drink that I had was a can of coke because there was nothing else there. So, by default, I suppose I have to say a can of coke, but I do prefer a Pepsi Max to a can of coke. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really am sorry. Pep- I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, Scruffles, I'm you're disappointing me right now. <laughs> I'm such a horrible Irish person because, like, I don't drink tea or anything. Oh, no, do I? I'm so sorry. Unless, like, I have a sore tummy. No. Yeah. This is just where I see all my followers just drop. ideas out of that one for the next question um, what company would you love to partner with if you had the choice oh. McVitie's charity in 
the Republic here and like safe in our world, that's in the UK. They just do some fantastic work and hopefully I'll get big enough to actually be able to reach out and say, hey, I can do stuff for you and, you know, try and spread the love. That's my stream title for when I play Farm Simulator, apparently it can be spread the love. I have a company that I would absolutely love to sponsor me, and that would be Rennies. <laughs> I get the worst heartburn imaginable. It might be, it might be. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think two and two are starting to come together here. I <laughs> So it kind of cancels one way or the other. But I think that that would be such a unique partnership. It's so good, like sponsored by Rennie. <laughs> or like new flavor ready coming out, like your first on it, like new blueberry flavor Rennies or something. Be like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm streaming for two hours a day. Rennies. <laughs> Rennies <laughs> are listening. I don't have a good average kind of moment because I've taken a break. But when I come back, hit me up. Maybe we can work something out. <laughs> That's my plea. Over. You, you have been peddling this deal for the past like three years, just trying to get a yeah. deal with Rennies. You've only been streaming for four months. You were trying to get TikTok famous beforehand. That's, that's, pick a lane, will you? That's just, everything she does is just in pursuit of more Rennies. You've got a problem, Amy. I just want Senpai to notice me. Yeah, he does. My heart burns for you, Senpai. <laughs> <laughs> what was the worst haircut you've ever got? Oh, God. Ha if any. Um, you might not have had any. Like, generally, like, I either have had it, like, really, really long or really, really short. There's no, there's, like, I kind of just, like, disappear for a while and then, like, grow out my hair and then suddenly I appear again. So the idea of streaming has actually made it very, very difficult for me to do that. Because usually I just kind of, you know, go into my cave for like six months and come out with my hair is like down to here or whatever. Well, I had a haircut once that ended up like a mullet, but like from this side of my head to this side of my head. <laughs> in, a, in a very straight, because as you can see, like my hair when it's short, I'm just naturally still like a 14 or 15 year old boy at like his brother's confirmation. I still just have like a little spike in the middle and think I'm like the coolest dude ever and I was like yeah no, I just kind of want to keep the spike like in the middle but I went like that as I was doing it and the guy had no idea what I was saying and was just like oh yeah, yeah no problem no problem so like shaved directly from the middle and like took out all this section and I was like oh, okay because when I have my glasses on I can't see shit so I was like oh, okay He's surely doing a thing now. Probably one of those fancy things that you know barbers know that I, as a pure non-barber man, know. And then he started going across here, but wasn't coming across the same way. And then, like, I could just feel the wind in parts of my head that I didn't ever want to feel the wind. And everything kind of ended because when I looked at my head like that. It was an exact straight line all the way back, and it was a lovely looking mohawk that I got off. But when I put my head straight, it went from here to the back of here in like a really, and he left it all long here, and it was like down here, like tickling my back and everything, and I was just like, 
and they in the most awkward way possible to spend. Yeah, that's great. Thanks very much. Do you take student discounts? Thanks very much. And then just handed him my money and walked out and just like pulled up my hood straight away and just kind of went, I don't know what to do. And then went home and just shaved off the rest of my hair. Oh no. Yeah. That is such a thing that we do as being Irish, I find. Like, you don't want to complain. No. <laughs> like, looking at you and you're just like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It's a re because he asked me what I wanted at the start and then he did it. I'm like, oh, it's my fault. I've, I fucked up here because I said the wrong thing. I said something that that he's just what, mis he didn't misinterpret me. I said the wrong thing. So because he's given me what I want instead of the wrong thing, where it should have just went, uh, where's your fucking hair gone, chap? <laughs> <laughs> I just went, oh, clearly I, I'm the wrong person here. Anyway, bye bye. He's got to go home and start over. Start fresh. Hey, maybe that's why you moved around a lot. Really? <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't find her dresser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, did you, when you were younger, did you ever like give in to any fashion trends? And if so, would you bring any back? Oh God, yeah. Bring back emo as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Like not, not for me. Not, not the hair for me, because. This five or six head that you kind of see going on, it's a race to see when my hairline actually disappears behind my headset. Um, I, I keep a very close track on that. It's very close at the minute, it's a close knit rate. But the idea of like swoopy fringes and all that kind of stuff, not a fan of. The black and white, I have always been a fan of. I've always been a fan of black and white stripes. I would show you my feet right now if it wasn't just very strange to do. But I currently have one black sock and one white sock on. And one of them has mustaches and one of them has top hats on. That's kind of where I'm at. And like that to me is like, I am the height of fashion. I am so fashionable and everyone should dress like me. If we all had the same socks, it wouldn't be great anymore. But yet again, I want everyone to have the same great socks. I want like Nightmare on Elm Street t-shirts to be like the super norm and just be like really edgy. And, you know, walk around in your black parade jacket. Just do it. Yes. Are you? I but do own one. Dust it off from the back of the closet. Take it out. Throw on your black parade shirt and just march. Just march to your heart's content. Just march it around the house. <laughs> well, actually, the, that question has brought, like, that's the second emo answer we've gotten on this podcast. It's coming back. It's a trend. It is. It, it, it is coming back. Emo was like, the pink goes like crazy fashion. You had emo and scene. They're like way up here in the golden age of 2009, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming back. It is. It's definitely coming back. It is. And I love it. Well, it's going to come back better, which is always the thing that I kind of hate about it. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, <laughs> my fiance was saying, I think it might have been today in the car or it might have been yesterday, that like, Kids growing up now with like their amazing Halloween costumes that they've like bought on Amazon or whatever. When if you wanted to be a witch, you had to hollow out a fucking black bag and just like grab a stick from the fucking garden and run around just jumping on that thing. Going, yeah! Like that's, that's what everyone should have to do. You should all have to go through the pain we went through. You're not allowed to get your 75 euro Amazon thing that's directly from the Be Witch set. No, feck off. Get a fucking black bag and jam your arms through it and then hold on to as many sweets as you can until your hands go sticky and then you never think you'll ever get clean again. That's what you should all have to do. 
Yeah, I agree. Or the witch fingers that you put on, like you know, <laughs> <laughs> those for so long. They were class. They I love so them. Good. I never said they just kept on falling off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to pick like stuff up. <laughs> like whoever made them was like Dar. They she had like the perfect fingers for them, and no one else had the same fingers. She just had crazy ass fingers that no one else could deal with. And they're all just falling all over the place. In sewers across the world, there's witch fingers that are just. <laughs> just if you go to the depths of the ocean, you'll just see a, a bunch oh, of lovers. So. <laughs> look, look out for them in the dark. All of the, yeah, the, the fangs as well, the ones that never put the spoon in your mouth, and then when you actually got them in your mouth, they cut your mouth open. Oh. Yeah, they have nasty ass jagged plastic edges and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and just like me. permanent features that you actually have to like stick in. <laughs> and just me to drool, and that yeah. got gross, and then you took them out, and you didn't want to put it back in. Ugh. So gross. And disgusting. They just wanted to eat my fizzy jellies. That's all they want. And that's so many old one in a fucking house mistake give you an apple and you're like, ah, oh, shut up, you miserable bitch. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you a very sad story about us trying to go trick-or-treating because we live, like, out in the country. So my mum didn't really like us, like, going even five minutes up the road. Like, no one would take us. So literally, we went to our neighbour's house who give us raisins and then came back to our house, pretend it wasn't our house, and trick-or-treated, and that was it. So I've never been trick-or-treating before in my life. You need to go trick-or-treating. Please tell me you're going to go trick-or-treating this year. Please do it. Just do it. Don't, don't, don't even, like, ask for sweets around. Just knock on people's doors and be like, <laughs> And then walk on. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. Claire's actually the only one that can get away with that because she is finally booked. Uh, so if you wear a mask, no one's gonna know. No, I'll be a child. I'll be, I'll, yeah, it's my dream. <laughs> but like, that's not saying that. I, like, I always enjoyed my Halloween. Like, we always had big Halloween parties and stuff like that. It didn't hold me back. But like, <laughs> it was such a fucking sad story. We're actually friends with a guy that was never allowed to go trick or treating because his parents thought it was begging. Oh, for. Uh, he never oh. trick or treating, and it is so sad. He he doesn't understand it. He doesn't understand the joy. It's part of the childhood that he's never going to. Especially in Irish childhood. Exactly. You imagine your parents being like, "Oh, you you're gonna be a beggar," and then all the kids come into the house being like trick or treat, and then he has to hand up the candy. <laughs> Take some drumsticks. <laughs> In a real kind of like, I now have to give you all of these sweets. Imagine the joy on his face when all the sweets were brought into the house. He'd be like, oh, all these incredible sweets. And then your wife just goes, yeah, you have to give them to all your friends and you're not allowed to have any of them. Like, that's the most heartbreaking thing ever. Well, I almost cried when I heard it because Halloween was like my favorite thing. Yep. Same. Yeah. I am trying to plan a streamer get together, like Irish streamers. And part of the the the, the, the itinerary, if I'm gonna say it, 
um, will be karaoke. So, what's your karaoke song? Uh, I mean, it has to be Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, if, you, if you're going to karaoke, you got to go straight for the heavens. Like, you've got to go Bohemian Rhapsody. You have to do all the instruments, all the words. You have to hit all the high notes and all the low notes. It just has to be a thing. And I guarantee you, if I get up and start singing Bohemian Rhapsody, everyone else will be singing as well. Guaranteed. But Malder, like? Oh, absolutely. Great. It's ambitious. It's very ambitious. Like, that's kind of what you have to do. Like, as streamers, that's kind of what, like, we are performers. Mm -hmm. And what better way to perform than with Bohemian Rhapsody? While everyone else is like, oh my god. And then you just feed it. Feed off the confidence of my incredibly terrible voice taking on Bohemian Rhapsody. So actually, what I'm going to do is force people to sing with me so that they can sing over me because they're better singers. So before I butcher the entire song, <laughs> someone else has to jump in. I think that it's going to be like the best karaoke that has ever been seen, ever witnessed. If <laughs> all the streamers get together. Well, we're going to do like a like a song together. Oh my god, we could do like... like how we're not doing a band-aid. <laughs> no, we'll do High School Musical. We're no. all in this. High <laughs> <laughs> School Musical. I mean, uh, we can do a Christmas song, you know, one of those. <laughs> oh, let's all meet up in like March or April and then do Christmas songs and just freak oh. everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> do a carol service in the middle of Grafton Street in fucking June. <laughs> That'd be so good. And then whoever's like the most nervous, they can just do the grumpy bum bum. True. Right, moving past that one. <laughs> um, you can have one game character as your imaginary friend. So you can have anyone in any game ever made as your imaginary friend. Who would you choose and why? Oh, you've got an answer already. It has to be that girl. It has to be girl. Oh, girl. It has to be Geralt. Geralt is just so funny. So, like... He He'll back you up in a fight. He's like capable of drinking in crazy, crazy, crazy amounts. Like he knows magic. He knows where all the best monster hangouts are. You know, <laughs> you know? like there's, there's not much about him that he doesn't. Like if you think of someone cool or if you think of someone who like should bring something good to the party, Geralt has it all. He even has his own horse. He just like whistles at from like seven hundred miles away and the horse just appears like it's fantastic he has two swords so i can hold one i won't use it because you know my paper but like look at him he's also great at card games yes oh, if we were playing gwent all together all night that would just be that's the cut and dry see I, I was already sure now i'm extra sure <laughs> extra sure However, what fictional world or place would you like to visit? <laughs> Is it going to be the same answer? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, because that's just going kind to of like medieval stuff. Because mm. I, I was like, well, maybe I would go back there, but not. Nah. I'd love to see Geralt in, like, today. I'd love to see him, like, standing outside of pennies or something. <laughs> in, like, a really long, socially distanced queue. Just go. 
Imagine he would just be questioning what everything is. It'd be fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> so weird. We'd come up and get like a hot dog or something. He'd just be like, <laughs> How do I eat it? Yeah, what is inside it? What random parts of an animal could you jam into this fucking cage? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> I think I, I've always loved the Mario world. Always loved the the colorfulness and the the roundness of like the mountains and everything. It's a very kind of like base love for me, if that makes any sense. It's a real kind of the second I see it, I'm like, oh, that's nice, and that's happy, and like the pastel colors and the shiny gorgeousness of it, and the fact that it's just really cool. It's just really cool and sometimes a dragon comes down and steals your princess like but for me that wouldn't matter because like she's not really my princess so i'm not going to be going to save her or whatever i'll just be like chilling in my house just like watching all the turtles walk by <laughs> be pretty cool you just hanging out with toad yeah <laughs> me and all the toads just like get smashed and just being like eh, i hope she never comes back it's <laughs> <laughs> not but he just up like I'm not a fan of the monarchy. You can have her. Yeah, monarchy. <laughs> Eat the monarchy. I was for the win. <laughs> um, if you were a ghost and could possess people, what do you think you would make them do? using that year it's a year off the end whereas if yeah. you're going to jail it's now so you're using losing the next year which we've all yeah. done we've all just lost it 
God damn it. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. That's surprising. Just a bit. Like you'd have to use that year to to better yourself in in some serious way. And I think that I could do more good or more more serious stuff with like a year less of my life and still be continuing doing what I'm doing now. Because if I go to jail for a year now, then that means that over the last year of streaming, I've done something really bad. And now I have to go to jail for it. So, so like, that would be a, you know, on your record as well? Like, yeah. Jail? What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. People just look down on you for having jail on your on your record. Like, you won't, you might not get a job. You might not get to work with charities that you would love to help. Yeah. You know? Like I think, like my dad is like mid seventies. So like, if I were to get to that stage, I think I I kind of be like, you know, let's take a few years off me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, like for the twenty nine years that I've been alive already, the world has changed so much, some for the good and some for the bad. That in another twenty nine years, I can't even imagine what's going to be like. So to add another twenty nine years on top of that as well. And to get to like the the kind of age that he's at now, I think would just be absolutely incredible mm. to, to imagine. And um, there's no way that anyone will be able to get it right. So I've been taking a year off the end of that. I don't think I'd miss it. I am. Um, I thought you were going a completely different way when you were saying about your dad. I was like, oh, is he going to get deep with his dad? <laughs> we don't talk about my dad. <laughs> he rings me when I'm on stream. Because he has problems with his internet and I have to fix it for him. <laughs> yeah, that's happened a few times. <laughs> Speaking of being on stream, um, who would be your favourite streamers to watch? Who are you a big fan of? Uh, there's an Australian streamer who, honestly, every time I wake up and he streams it, it's just like one of the greatest things ever called Death Nelly Regan. And he is just, he has the most incredibly deep voice. I think you might have been playing. Uh, oh my god! Among Us with him. Oh my god! His voice. Yeah, he's absolutely incredible, and he is such an absolute sweetheart. And my heart just belongs to him. He's just such a fantastic, fantastic man. Um, it's going to be a little bit sappy, but honestly, my fiance seems really is a fantastic streamer, and he does not get the credit or the recognition that he genuinely deserves. Um, there are so many, there are so, so many, uh, Fizzy Juice, Fizzy Juice has been, like, I've been subscribing him for, like, 14 months or something, and, like, at the majority of the time, I'm not even able to make it to his streams because I'm, like, in the middle of work, and he streams at, like, 2 or something, and, like, my shift is start at the same time, but I'm, like, him and his community, absolutely fantastic, we have to mention, like, every one of them, they're, they're just such a fantastic community. I like Scum and Villainy as well. Like they're one of the main reasons that I am where I am, which is just, it's crazy to think how long ago it has been, but like Villainy is tireless, absolutely tireless worker. She is, she does such amazing stuff and just absolutely fantastic. And like, me. I'd be remiss to also not mention yourselves as well. Ah. You don't have to mention us just because it's our podcast, don't worry. Like, I, I, know, I know I don't. I feel like I have to. But no, no. Like, <laughs> but no, genuinely, I, like, I was sitting there reading 
I went listening to the Sniff of Dusty Reed, uh, the Harry Potter fan fiction, and I was like, Harry Potter fan fiction is ridiculous. It's so stupid. Well, I, like, I'm going to do that on Tuesdays whenever I come back properly, but I just don't know if I have the heart for it. It's, it yeah. gives me heart palpitations every time I read it, and there's so many spell mistakes, I'm just like, how do I even begin to apply this? I, I, I don't know how you get through, like, what you've got through with all those spelling mistakes. That would do my nutting. Yeah. I, I, I need Dusty to finish reading my Immortal because I can't. I, I'm <laughs> dyslexic, so those spelling mistakes make it hard. <laughs> I need her to read it for me. That's so amazing. <laughs> like, creepy, I don't need to be, I don't want to be like this because, you know, you know, I have a soft spot for you, and especially when it comes to your stream, so I'm not going to, you know, embarrass you in the middle of your own podcast, <laughs> but, you know, if you don't kick the crap out of that feckin' alien, I swear to God. Oh, don't do this to me. <laughs> She's left the alien behind. you got to go back and kick that alien. I am. I'm going to go back. It's just, it was the same thing every fucking week. It was like lockers or vents, and I was like, ah. <laughs> I need to get away. <laughs> oh, so funny. Some funny like, stuff I, came I streamed Alien Isolation for like my Spooktember. I think it was Spooktember. Um, and like watching you play and like going through the same things that I went through and then just like hiding in a like locker and then being like, oh, there she is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, the lockers get the action. Oh, yeah, there you go. Let's be it. It's just like. Oh, like, a lot of funny stuff, like, has come from Alien, like, the locker references, and it's just all, it is, it is a great game to stream, but at the minute, I'm like, no, no, I need some Angie in my life for Resi Village. Yeah, I love the village. Yeah. Although the daughters are very easy to defeat right now. I was like, is that it? Is that, is yeah, that, is that all? they kind of went away from the horror of Resident Evil 7. Like, kind of went a bit more actiony to be more like yeah. bah, 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 bullets and killing people, and you're like, no. I did, I did, yeah, like, so far, I'm like, no, I still prefer 7 to this. Yeah. But I, I'm not that far into it. I'm on, like, I think the third daughter's coming up, so mm. I'm not too far into it. But yeah. Um, but if you're, this could, like, um, stretch out but if you're in control of twitch what is the one thing that you would change about the platform oh the tiers the from affiliate the partner i'd have a middle tier in between us straight away that'd be instantly i'd probably drop like partner to to the middle and then have like a god tier or something and then have like a 30 to 50 viewers as like the the kind of average for like the middle tier and then you're like super partners here which is like your 75 plus because i think the grind for affiliate is so difficult if you're not full-time and you're grinding affiliate to get all the way up to partner it is next to impossible battle. you have to be super lucky you have to get a partner to raise you to bring in all the people you have to do so 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 much I know so many people who have put years and years into their channels. I know people who have 12,000 followers 
and still on the average about nine people that they stream with because being an affiliate is that hard and it is next to impossible. If you don't mind me asking, how long did it take you to get to affiliate? Oh, I was there in a week and that's not a brag, that's only because I was a mixer first. We're all in kind of the same boat then. Yeah. I think it was eight days for me. Mm. I think it was I like, it was definitely was just the seven days streaming, but I think it was like two weeks because I had a job, so I couldn't do the full week. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was seven sessions, but, but like I worked my ass off on Twitter and networking. Oh, yeah, and that's it. Like networking is the most incredible thing that you can do, and it's the, one of the most hardest things to do because you have to remember everything that's going on and you have to remember what everyone is interested in and you have to remember if someone likes this game or they don't like this game or if their community likes this game or don't like this game and it's yeah. very very hard to try and pretend to be someone to get yourself somewhere yeah i think which is kind of one of the things that i decided i wasn't going to do straight away like a kind of an incident happened with a group that i was in i mean when i started on twitch that kind of blew up and kind of went a little bit out of proportion that kind of made me realize that i just need to be me and if people want to come they can come if i want to be in their stream i can be in their stream because at the end of the day we're all people so that's kind of the way that i've always thought about it yeah which is kind of why i've seen some people <coughs> excuse me like kind of skyrocket to get up to like seven or eight hundred followers while i'm down at like a lowly 400 followers or whatever you know yeah it's a strange, strange thing. But yeah, I would also uh, have permanent bans for any homophobic, transphobic, oh, and just disgusting, nasty-ass people. Yeah. And um, a lot of and, sexist people as well on mm -hmm. Twitch. And like, hate raids as a concept oh. is just the most disgusting thing ever. And how Twitch has so many partners that are still doing this practice and like showing off other people's streams without their permission just to like drag the shit out of me like oh look at her terrible thing or look at his terrible thing or whatever and it's just it's just shit because all we're doing is so so many of those more and more recently like um they're getting like suspended yeah and like they should be permanently banned in my opinion but they're just yeah, yeah, a couple weeks later then they're back on yeah like what like, if that was an affiliate with that behavior, Twitch would ban them and you would be gone. Yeah. Even if you have a rude username, that's you gone. And it's not meant to be rude, but, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. Something that can be taken wrong by someone else, and then that'd be it. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Partners should be held accountable. They're not above yeah. any Absolutely. rules. Absolutely. And there's a lot of partners that are doing the hate raids as well. Oh yeah, like that's how they got the communities that they have. Yeah, it's just, it's just it doesn't make sense. I just don't understand how you could build a community like that. Mm. Yeah. I think what it is, a lot of the time, people like that, people who do things like that, don't actually see their followers as their community. No. It's more their their income and their. They see them as followers more than a community, I think, most of the time when it's yeah. things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just doing something to get a reaction as opposed to actually being genuine. A lot and of see, this, this is the thing with Twitch not permabanning them. 
the second like if I go and hate raid someone I'm gonna get like press about mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like publicized I'm gonna be in articles on uh, websites and I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that and then the second my ban is up because if it's like my first ban or whatever I get like a week and then the second I come back from it my follower count goes up massively mm -hmm. yep because everyone's like, oh, if he's going to be hate-rating people, then like, he's the kind of person who I want to see. And like, hate just breeds more hate on which And there's nothing you can really do about it. No. Right. Um, before we start on the two ending questions, uh, there is a fun one in chat. Um, it says, how long are you growing the beard? And what, what would it take for you to shave it off? Would you shave it off for charity, maybe? Is it charity stream? <laughs> Oh, it would be charity. Yeah. Absolutely, it would be charity. Because, uh, like, I did the leg waxing and the head shaving for charity. Oh, dude. That, that was for the Irish Cancer Society. The leg waxing did not go well. <laughs> My legs have still not recovered. Very, very bad. Bad form. But anyway, the beard, this is generally the length that I keep it, that I quite like it at. Um, I would absolutely have it going, like, way down off screen. <laughs> um, I, I think down to like my belly button was like my ideal goal. That was like my beard goal. But I kind of keep it trimmed up to about here because I work and everything. When I wear a mask, it like just covers here. And when I finish work, I just get this lovely line here that actually like separates my beard. That just makes it look like it's a clip on. It's <laughs> very strange. But yeah. I think, like, cause I, I like having incentives for people to, to donate for charity streams and stuff. Mm, and yeah. I would imagine like a thousand euro or something like that would probably be like shaving off on stream. Yeah. Because like I did the, the head shaving thing I did in my Discord. And was just kind of live in my Discord because it was like a community thing. Yeah. And it was like a thank you to the community that if they wanted to come in and see, they come in and see. But, nice. Yeah. I like that. It, it would be great to have a beard so long that you never see the bottom of it on stream. Sort yeah, of like see, a... I, I, I can kind of zoom in a little bit and kind of get down to about here. And then it's just kind of like, oh, where does it end? <laughs> the mystery. It's like the... Uh, uh, and, then it's, and then you just... Uh, <laughs> like the, the mayor secretary, secretary in um, Powerpuff Girls, how you never see her head. Yes. Yeah, oh my god. Abs like that, that <laughs> I wonder what she's got going on up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Like, you just question it. You're like, what's, what's going on? Is it, is, is it a funny colour at the end? or? Does she have, like, a forehead tattoo that I'm not allowed to see? <laughs> did you eventually get that glitter out? Yes, I did eventually it's just, get it out. <laughs> it's just, so, um, it was for, was it for your stream anniversary that you did the it glitter? Was, yeah. It had, it had been coming for a long, long time. Uh, it had been one of those things that I kind of like tried to shy away from being like, oh no, the glitter hasn't arrived yet. And I, oh no, I definitely ordered it. And no, no, I, I don't know what to do with it. And then the person, the amazing Mal Kitty, who I would be remiss to not mention, is just an absolute angel of a human being. She sent me all kinds of links and being like, oh yeah, no, you should put it on like this. And when you get it on like this, this is how you get it off, this now, whatever. And I was like, I really have no fucking excuse now, do I? You really need this to happen. And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, you're doing this. I'm making you do this. And I was like, hmm. Awesome. <laughs> that was fun. And then the glitter didn't stick. It looked a little bit ridiculous. 
it looked absolutely insane by the end of the stream. After like 12 hours of it just slowly falling out for the whole thing, just anytime that I like turn my head a little bit, the majority of the screen chat was like, what you got going on there, man? What, 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 what's, all this, what's all this business here? But I think for about three days, I was finding like clumps of glare. And then I'd say about a week later, it was only like small little bits here or there. And like there are still some small little bits, especially on like the t-shirt that I wore for the stream anniversary. I think I've actually ruined that t-shirt, which is not good because I like it a lot. It's my desktop t-shirt I like. But it has eventually come out. I'd say as of about last week, I'd say we're probably glitter free. <laughs> Get a sign on the back of the door, glitter free for seven days. <laughs> Glass. Glitter free. You know this, you're never, it's never out of your life. Yeah. And like three years later, it'll still be like somewhere in the house. And be like, <laughs> never be able to look at a turquoise piece of glitter ever again without getting flashbacks. Um, what's your one piece of advice for people actually just starting streaming? Like one singular piece of advice you find important? It's, it's just be yourself. And like, it seems really, really cheesy, but just be yourself. People are going to watch you because you're you. If you want to make a character and bring them in and you want to do that all the time, do it. If you want to like play Japanese horror video games exclusively, play it. There's going to be someone who's looking for that. There's going to be someone who's going to watch that. Do it because you love it. If there's no... <laughs> There are so many Warzone streamers, Fortnite streamers, Apex streamers who will play 400 games in a three-hour stream and lose every one of them. And they absolutely love it. And they have a lovely community that are going to stand behind them. And the second they get one win, it's like winning the World Cup or something. Yeah. And that's, that's what you got to do. Whether there's going to be 100,000 people watching one person fail or whether they're going to watch you have a massive win, it's all because you're being you. It's all because you're being authentic to yourself. And don't get disheartened by it. Like, the recognition will come eventually. Someone will find you. And that's, once they take you in, that's kind of it. And then just kind of be yourself, continue to be yourself, grow and be fantastic and be lovely and play the games to the best of your ability and, or the worst of your ability, depending on what you're, <laughs> you prefer doing. But as long as you're yourself, you'll keep coming back for it again and again. And you'll just grow in a magnificent way. I wish everyone could. <laughs> I like that answer. It's like I'm going for Miss World or something. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that. I want to see you with that shit, Sash. I'm like banging in a dress. In a pure glitter fight dress. With a long gown, it would be fantastic. Just about to say, Jessica Rabbit dress or not? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Length, held up just above the nip line. You know, absolutely fantastic. You know, showing off all the back as well. Incredible. I'd, I'd be amazed. Damn, I need to see that now. <laughs> big hairy man, big hairy back and everything. Just so you can see all the hairy back and everything. Just like... Dye your hair and your beard like just all ginger, so you're properly yeah. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit like. Like Jessica Rabbit's head, but upside down. <laughs> 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 I 
Um, I think we kind of touched this at the beginning, but do you have any like future plans for your channel? Do are you planning on doing any special streams or where you want your channel to be? The chat like my next if I was to grow the same amount in the next year that I have this year, it would be absolutely incredible. Like to reach something like eight hundred followers would just be insane because it is that old cliche of I can't believe I have one follower, let alone one hundred <laughs> followers. <laughs> it's, just, it's one of those things that everyone says that is incredibly true. I never expected to have four followers, let alone four hundred followers. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. It's such a cliche. I'm like, there's so many streamers out there that all feel the exact same, but that's showing how incredible that people are for them and how, how amazing that feels. Yes. <laughs> Can't confirm. 
<laughs> but yes, we will say bye and thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye.